a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors, brought to you by Bear River Lodge. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. Our host is Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. I'm going to do a really quick introduction here of uh, Russ Smith back in studio from Sky Call. Okay, really good to be here, Tim. <laughs> Go ahead. Thanks for that. Uh, and the reason I'm rushing things a little bit here is because it's been sort of tough to catch up with Navidomskis. Uh, on the uh, world ski tour that he's been on and uh, north of the border today in Canada, but we've made the connection. Are you still on the gondola? I'm still on the gondola, and it's a long gondola, so I'll be here a while. Yeah. All right, so do you have an audience there, or is it just you and Gail? Working the room. It's Gail, and I have this young lady who's sitting next to us, but she seems friendly enough. <laughs> <laughs> and she's wondering what the heck you are doing up there. Uh, well, we were chatting, and then I answered the phone, and she thinks I'm ignoring her again. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last time we actually uh, talked in length with you, you were uh, in Steamboat doing uh, finishing up that uh, part of your worldwide uh, skiing tour. Then you came home for a few days and headed up north, spent a little time with uh, Mickey up in uh, Missoula. Take it from there. Where, uh, how was the drive up into Banff? The drive was phenomenal. The weather was great, and we passed ski resort after ski resort that I didn't even know existed. And, uh, you know, it was lovely. Gail drives, as you know, and I take in the scenery, and we just had an amazing time. I mean, I absolutely love the drive, and I rarely like driving, but it was lovely. It's such a beautiful place. We came in the back door of the, of the National Park. So we started with the mountains first, and that was awesome. Mm. It's funny that we're talking about this today, and I don't know if I can pull it up quick enough uh, on my uh, Facebook page, Russ, but today happens to be the eighth anniversary of our ride eight years ago with my brother uh, up into uh, Banff National Park. We went this early Through in the Jasper. Year? We did. Eight wow. years ago. I don't remember uh, Or maybe yeah. that was just the last time I posted the video. Oh, You're right. Be. It'd be a little odd to do it this time of year, wouldn't yeah. it? Anyway, uh, just uh, fantastic memories. So how many days have you been on the boards up there? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm on the boards. For, today's day 47. Yeah. Yeah. Today's 47 today. So you're probably ta- – I know you're headed to – Sun, or you're at Sunshine uh, Resort today. You probably hit Lake Louise, and I think I saw you at Norquay, right? Right, correct. Yeah, we skied Norquay. I never skied Norquay. Um, it's steep. It's a steep mountain. Yeah. What are the snow conditions up your way? Because we're just getting pounded down here. No, I know. You make me jealous. We're not getting pounded. We've had bluebird days, but they're amazing, and, and the views are amazing, and the snow is just fine. Um, it's, you know, everything's covered. It's been really cold, so it stays good all day. Um, 
Yeah, I have no complaints other than the fact you keep sending me photos of all the snow you're getting in Utah. <laughs> well, I was trying to undermine my trip yeah. here. <laughs> but, like I have control of the weather or something. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually... Well, you have control of the email. Well, I posted I posted on your Facebook, and I, maybe you didn't take kindly to it. I didn't mean harm. I just I just said the ski uh, community here had taken a vote. We want you to stay on the road because every yeah. time you leave town, we get dumped on here for snow. Well, every time we eat steak or lobster, I'm going to send a photo and say, what are you eating? Steak and lobster? Yeah. We just don't have to drive so far to get it. It's over at Red Lobster right here. <laughs> Hey. No, hey, Tim, there is a one person in Utah who just wouldn't be dying at the little view I have right now out the gondola. Oh. It's as sunny as it gets and as beautiful as it gets. And if you haven't seen a mountain, wait till you see the Canadian Rockies. Oh, it, it's still one of our favorite places. Oh. And, I, Russ, you know. Most beautiful place on earth. You know, yeah. you, you can talk about our Wasatch Mountains, but when you got, get up there into the Canadian Rockies, my yeah. goodness. They, they really are spectacular. A um, couple of things coming up on the show today. We're going to be talking more skiing. Emily McDonald will join me, uh, join us from Park City. They've got a lot of news this week, Navi. I, hopefully you got the emails that I forwarded to you saying, first of all, they're going to extend their season to the 23rd of April, so they're moving it a couple of weeks back, which is great news. Yes, I'm absolutely excited about that. They've also added a new Swiss uh, resort onto the Epic Pass called Decentis, which I don't know much about. And they're coming out with a new mobile app. So there's lots to talk about. And believe it or not, they're already putting next year's Epic Passes on sale. Yeah, I can imagine. And by the way, you should buy the Epic if you're listening. And I'm going to ski that ski resort. And I, I want to say it's the shoots. That's what it means. And um, I think it's near Zermatt. But I can 100% tell you I'm going to be in Switzerland next winter. So I'll let you know what that ski resort's like. All right. Well, it's, it sounds like you're getting off of the gondola at the moment. So we'll let you go for now. No, no, no. No? Yeah, they just opened the door. We're only at the halfway point. The door's closing here. Okay. That noise will go away. Okay, good. Uh, I want to talk about what else is coming up on the show today because we're talking a lot of fishing. The International Sportsman's Expo is next week, the 16th through the 19th, which is one of the sure signs of spring. So many of them now. Uh, And uh, Jared Johnson will join us. He's uh, known, uh, John Kirk was telling me last week, he's known as a kokanee specialist, but he's going to be handling a lot of the uh, stuff that's going on in the theater there during the show, so we're looking forward to talking with him. Have you got some fish bites for us this morning, Nami? You know what? Um, I have so many opportunities to talk about a lot of things that I've kind of wondered, but now we're going to be talking, it sounds like, kokanee. So, come on. I can absolutely talk about Ancohitis nurka, which is one of my favorite fish, and arguably the healthiest fish in the world to eat. Awesome, Uh, because uh, we're going to have... Jared on at, uh, what, 6.35 this morning, and then uh, we'll come to you for Fish Bites. So if you want, you can hang with me for both of those segments. But I don't want to take away from your ski day. You can decide on that. Uh, We'll do road tripping with Bob and Mark. We'll find out where they want to take us this morning. Also, coming up at 7.05, we're talking even more fishing. Randy Oplinger is going to be telling us about three water bodies that uh, they are asking people to catch and keep fish Hmm for the uh, better health of those uh, uh, reservoirs or lakes. We'll find out where it is exactly. And uh, so we'll have that conversation coming up to start the next hour.
And then some news of the week this week. I know you've been out of touch, Navidomskis, but uh, Russ, maybe you saw the video of the uh, moose up in Palisades, oh, yeah. Idaho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm going to share. Oh, man. I'm going to share some of the audio with you. But you've talked about an encounter you had with a moose oh, before. I, moose, stay away from them. They're they're the biggest uh, thug in the woods, really. And they look slow and lurpy, yeah, but when they turn not, on you, they can uh, come pretty quick. I love to watch them when they're on the run and they as they glide across the top of fences and things. It's just uh, it's poetry in motion. Well, if you didn't yeah. see the video, we actually yeah. have some audio now from the guy and his brother that got caught in this incident up at Palisades, not far from here. And uh, the moose got trapped. It came out of the woods in between the two machines. Didn't know where to go. Both snowmobiles are running. The moose, I'm sure, felt trapped, and at one point it turned and did a fake charge towards one of them yeah, and then went right. right after the other guy. That's and a ju- tough call. Yeah. That, that was really a tough call for him. One of them should have just throttled it and gotten out of there, but it probably didn't want to leave his brother. And what do you do in a moment like that? Yeah. Uh, Navi, we're going to cut you loose for just a little bit here. We'll come back and uh, grab some fish bites. If you'd like to be a part of our conversation coming up uh, with the Sportsman's Expo, you're welcome to. I just don't want to take away from your day. Look, we have plenty of ski days, plenty of turns to make. I got time for you. No worries. All right. All right. Then we're coming back to you. Hang on. Uh, we'll do that. And when we come back, we'll have some uh, fish bite, or excuse me, some uh, news of the week for you. And we'll share some of that uh, conversation with All the right. guy that actually got caught with his brother in the midst of this charging. I don't think it's a bull elk. It looks like a. I don't think you. I don't think you take time to look. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it's that's coming at, least at you. Your, at least your problems. Yeah. All right. So that's coming up next. Stay with us. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me, and this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope and Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio. Before we get to this uh, viral video, if you haven't seen it, I've shared it on our Facebook page. But before we get to that, let me just uh, give you a couple of updates on some events, one of which is taking place today, Russell. Uh, Where did it go? Have I lost it? Don't do this to me. Uh, The Division of Wildlife has – oh, it's Swan Day that's coming up at the uh, – Dolores Eccles uh, Wildlife Education Center there in Farmington starts at 10 o'clock this morning, so there's plenty of time, three hours. Uh, It is a chance for you to go out. We talked about the snow geese that are down in Delta, but as they're passing through, I guess the uh, swans are doing the same thing. So uh, an opportunity for you to go and see uh, the event. It'll be happening from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. out there at the uh, Education Center and uh, swing by and uh, take advantage of that opportunity with some educational uh, things coming on. 
March 18th, First Shots Clay Target uh, Trap Shooting Clinic is going to be going on at the Lee K Center. That's an event that if you want to take uh, a part in, it's a, a two-hour event that will be happening out there. And uh, the clinic will run from 10 a.m. until noon, open to all 12 years and older if you want to be a part of that one. And then there was one more coming up toward the end of the month I wanted to make mention of, and I I hopefully mentioned this uh, on last week's show, but it is a women's turkey hunting clinic that's happening oh, cool. in Monticello. Yeah. As uh, more ladies out there want to get involved. This one lasts three hours and will be uh, happening from 11 till 2. Again, the date is March 25th at the Canyon Country Discovery Center there in Monticello. Oh, yeah. That's just as you come into town if you're going south. It's on the right-hand side. It's okay. Beautiful, beautiful building. I'm glad you know that one. All right, so you saw this video of uh, the moose attack. I watched it probably 100 times looking to see what did, what did those guys do wrong there? They didn't. They didn't do anything didn't do wrong. Anything wrong. They happened to be, and they were keeping their distance from each other. Mm-hmm. Two brothers, and uh, lots of snow. Obviously, uh, they were in Palisades, uh, not far from here, up in Idaho, an mm-hmm. area that I'm familiar with, uh, having passed through many oh, times. Right, where's that? Yeah. And uh, th- so there was a space between them. This big cow moose comes out of the trees and is stuck between the two of them. And as you might imagine, panicked. That would be frightening if I was a moose. Yeah. And I'll let uh, I'll let the guys that were actually involved pick up the story from there. Well, we were up by uh, Palisades, and we were just gonna, we were heading to a hot springs. A family snowmobile ride in Idaho Wednesday, coming to a heart-sinking stop when a moose suddenly joins in. The moose was trapped. We were trapped. With his son behind him, unable to reverse, and his brother in front. It's licking his lips. Jeremiah Bigelow tried not to provoke the animal. She drops her head and just charges right at us. And I said, oh, shoot. The moose gave a false charge, but then turned its attention on his brother. And he saw it charges, so he was over there trying to distract it and get it from away because he could go straight and get out of there. As the moose moved forward, Jeremiah's brother had seconds to react. He gets up on his sled and tries to make himself look big, hoping that'll be a false charge. And then the, the machine is running at this point, so he sits down and hits the gas, and the snow machine died. Uh, he looks back over his shoulder just for a second, realizes right there, he jumps off. And as he jumps off, it hits the uh, snow machine right on. Shocked but alive, Jeremiah's brother scrambles back to his sled. It stands up, and you can see in the video for a second, they have this little old-fashioned Western standoff where they're staring at <laughs> each other. The moose eventually turns and walks off, leaving the Bigelow brothers stunned. It could have killed them. Look at the back. I mean, the, the amount of weight yeah. that came down on those handlebars, it pushed the handlebars all the way forward. And so it would have been pretty catastrophic. A close call for the Bigelow brothers, who not only survived this wild encounter, but the one they faced later that day when they got home. Wives will be angry at us for this one for a long time. (laughs) No kidding. And then they ride off. Uh, They they obviously got out of there. But did you see the damage on both the front end and back end of that thing? Yeah, and that's nothing. What's that woos? Woos. What's that moose weigh? <laughs> Probably about right around 1,000 pounds, I suppose. Uh, and come charging. My goodness. Doesn't take much. And so uh, the poor guy he had a helmet on, obviously, yeah. and was dressed for the weather, but uh, just tried to keep the machine between him and the animal, which is about all you could do at that point. Yeah. Man, that, yeah, that's always be aware of your surroundings. What can I? <laughs> there's not much more I can say. I mean, those guys, they actually did everything right. Well, we can chuckle about it because we yeah. weren't there at yeah. that moment, but it would be a yeah. frightening encounter. Get your adrenaline sure. going, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> got a break. We've got a news update on Half Hour. On the other side, Jared Johnson will join us. The International Sportsman's Expo is uh, coming up next weekend. I'm looking forward to talking with Jared. He's a businessman that's been involved, I think, for a couple of decades with ISE. 
and uh, is going to be talking a lot of fishing at the Rocky Mountain Elk, what did they call it, uh, the stage. Anyway, the, the theater on the stage that's taking place there next week. Uh, more on that coming up in just a minute. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.